episode 194 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Well, the pandemic has had an impact on virtually everything. The Business Journal has been reporting on the impact from restaurant and hospitality to manufacturing to government. I thought it was time to check in with a focus at the Greater Wichita Partnership to see how the pandemic has changed the way they work to try to attract people and business to South Central Kansas. Partnership leader Jeff Fleur joins me for this episode to talk about how his job and his efforts have changed. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. You've heard of our 40 Under 40 awards. Well, this week we feature five under 25, five young people who are turning their ideas into reality and flexing their entrepreneurial muscle. Their stories are inspirational and provide evidence that the entrepreneurial spirit is still alive and well. In Wichita, Daniel McCoy's story begins on page 10. We also feature a special report this week on cybersecurity. Just about everyone's gone digital with their remote work. We've asked some experts for their tips on security. That starts on page 12. This week's list, the Wichita area's largest CPA firms, that's on page six. Part of our mission all the time is to provide you with business intelligence. We've got it every week in our leads section. Bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 18. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Jeff Fleurs, president of Greater Wichita Partnership. He's leading the way when it comes to economic development in South Central Kansas. Jeff, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Bill, thank you so much, sir. Well, take us back a year, actually a year just about now. We were just coming to understand the impact of the pandemic. We were already suffering because of the impact of the 737 MAX issue. Well, what were the discussions like at the partnership and what were some of the first actions you took? Well, and Bill, you mentioned it, that, um, you know, our, our community got hit uh, a couple of different ways. One, certainly back in January of last year with the 737 MAX suspension, um, which was a huge concern for our community. And then just a few months later, COVID-19 uh, began to impact our community with shutdowns and things of that nature. And, you know, one of the things that um, with the partnership and, and a number of organizations across the community really turned to meeting the needs of the individuals, the families, the friends impacted um, by these two events. And, you know, at one moment we had approaching 60,000 people um, in our region that had been impacted either through the 737 or COVID. So there was really a moment of us turning uh, along with other groups on how is it we make sure we're meeting the needs of these individuals that have been impacted and certainly by having these groups together, uh, we began to just kind of work through them systematically. How is it that we could begin to provide resources uh, to, to the impacted workforce, but community at large. Uh, but you know, one of the things that I think about 2019 going into 2020 is that in 2019, we were in heavy re recruitment mode as far as attraction of talent. We had a number of jobs to fill. Uh, and so we had launched a lot of work, a lot of initiatives 
to begin, you know, attracting the talent we needed in our community. And then quickly in 2020, there was a, a changing of that to get into retention of talent. You know, how is it that we retain the incredible workforce uh, that was being impacted in our community? Well, not many big business decisions being made in, in 2020 during the pandemic. How did you and others at the partnership adjust to that changing environment? Uh, was there a change in philosophy and how you approached how you did your jobs? You know, Bill, what was interesting was that um, while certainly we were working through a number of challenges, um, we were still seeing, you know, a great interest in our community uh, as far as um, folks looking at Wichita as an opportunity. Um, big decisions were made last year. A couple of those come to mind, like Amazon, you know, came across. Now, that was a project, as you know, uh, takes years to do uh, that, that nature. But you had moments like with Bell Helicopter that uh, that opportunity was presented uh, not long after COVID started and was able to be announced last year. So we were seeing movement um, with some of the job creation opportunities in our in our community. And but you know, part of this is that there's you understand the complexity of, of economic development. Uh, right. You know, as we were working on the retaining the workforce. Um, we didn't let up on the work plans of the regional growth plan, what was happening with um, even Project Downtown, because you still have movement of, of opportunities there. Uh, and then also, even with talent, again, shifting the focus to retention, uh, there were still things that we were actively working on to make sure we were positioning Wichita. You know, one of the things that we began to intuitively think through is that as the coastal cities, both east and west, uh, were really being impacted, uh, large part because of density. You think about the density of those cities. Um, we, we started to talk about and think about, Bill, how, how is it that we begin to think through and connect with companies that may want to look at the Midwest now? You know, they may look at this as a new opportunity. So um, one of the things that we begin to do is, you know, we've heard from, um, uh, now he's Lieutenant Governor David Tolan, but also he continues to work with Commerce. You know, David had placed uh, lead generators throughout the country that are active on behalf of our state, on behalf of South Central Kansas. Uh, we further reinforced that actually last year um, as a result of the COVID moment to really think, how is it we attract and connect with companies? So we engaged uh, three firms of our own to complement what the state's doing. So we were we really concentrated in on what we have learned through the regional growth plan to be our strengths with like MRO, advanced manufacturing, certainly aerospace still is a huge part of us, tech, uh, transportation logistics. And we have been extremely pleased with the prospects. In fact, um, we have some that are moving from prospect category into their coming. And so, uh, which has been really encouraging for us. Now, a big part of that has been workforce uh, and availability of workforce. Uh, certainly the environment where uh, there's not the high probability of major shutdowns like you've seen on the coast, that has been in our conversation. We did the get trained, get paid campaign to, to keep the workers here so that as we work on these prospects, we do have the workforce that's being trained to hit these markets. So. Uh, still very aggressive in, in how we want to approach the opportunities for Wichita um, in the region. 
certainly seeing those major announcements, but we're also seeing opportunities with prospects as well. Feel free to break some news here if you want to, uh, Jeff, if <laughs> so you've you got know, some things. Look, you're a great partner for us, and we uh, we certainly will do that when the company says, let's go. And so, uh, but I I do want to give the community an understanding that they're, they're, the prospects are very strong for our community in the region, and, and we're seeing great interaction. And we, quite honestly, Bill, we had, uh, you know, a pullback of some site visits back in March, April. But I will tell you, we've had people on the ground here, some of them on second and third visits. And so uh, doing all the things you should be with safety. Um, but, you know, one of the things with the MDL lab at WS, uh, you know, WSU having that testing ability, it's really helped us make sure we continue the conversations. And, and sometimes you have to have those conversations in person. And so uh, WSU's helped us with the MDL lab and, and just all the protocol to keep those conversations uh, moving forward. Well, I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Richard Florida or you know of Richard Florida. He's been studying cities and urban areas for 40 years. We got a chance to listen to him speak recently. He says the eco-debo philosophy sort of needs to shift because, because so many workers are going remote, as we've seen. Uh, the focus, he thinks, should be on attracting workers rather than companies. What do you think? It kind of seems like it needs to be a, a mixture of the two. I agree with you, Bill. I think it's it's a combination of, um, you know, I think that um, when I when I first got into urban development, and I, I hate to say it, but it's probably about 25 years ago, um, there were conversations about if you get this one land use, if you get this one anchor uh, in your urban center, then it's going to it just send you on the trajectory that everything will succeed. And uh, time told us that was not the case. Uh, you have to have a combination of a number of things. That's why, you know, at the partnership, we're constantly working on job creation through a, a number of ways. You're working on talent development, both in the retention and the attraction, and then quality of place of building that distinctive city. Uh, you need all those combinations. Now, certainly, I think remote workers and uh, the opportunity there has increased, certainly, since COVID. But as, as you remarked, I think it's not only that, I think it's still building that city that uh, is attractive and distinctive. It's still being very aggressive about getting the net new companies coming into your community. That's important. You know, I think that um, the opportunity we saw with the smart factory coming in uh, at, the, at the innovation campus this last year, as far as the announcement of, of Deloitte doing that project, that is a huge opportunity for us, Bill, because you think about the exposure of companies we'll have now uh, because of the smart factory. And so we want to continue to certainly go after how do we help our local companies who are here, whether they're small, medium, or large, continue to grow and expand. Um, we also want the net new too. Um, and those are typically harder, but in this moment, um, we're seeing opportunities because again, I think some of the companies, you know, they may not relocate a headquarters, but we may be a regional presence for them, a regional headquarters, certainly want the headquarters, but I'm just saying, how is it we can continue to build that? Um, and that's what excites us about this last year was seeing Amazon and Bell and others coming in as net new Deloitte with Smart Factory, all those things. It's a composite of all of those of those components to move forward. And as you talk about, it's really important. We can't forget about the existing companies. Yes, sir. Just like each of us in our businesses, we have to try to get new customers and still retain the old ones. 
Yes, sir. Got to uh, try to get new businesses and retain the old businesses as well. I would imagine that's that's been somewhat of a challenge because of the pandemic and how it's just impacted so many so many different industries so severely. And, and Bill, to that point, you know, we as an economic development group, um, as you'd expect us to, we we are out beyond Wichita uh, at events like the MRO of Americas, uh, MBAA. Um, you know, for general aviation and certainly the international air show for commercial, but we're also involved in things with, you know, technology and logistics and all those things have come to a screaming halt. I mean, they, they, they some of those have gone to virtual platforms, but right. that's hard still. I mean, it's, it's getting in front of someone to communicate. So uh, for instance, even, you know, the Paris air show has been canceled for this year. Uh, and, and so those events like with MRO and NBAA, um, and then also with the International Air Show, um, real important moments to connect your supply chain with opportunities. Uh, and so we're going to figure something out. Uh, we don't know what that is yet, but um, to your point, we've got to think outside the box on how we continue to look at opportunities to build our local companies, uh, how we continue to build their portfolio of business, uh, and how do you help those, the small companies get to the next level of opportunity? about the partnership itself? Uh, how did this impact your operations? Uh, a lot of people had to cut staffing. Did you guys have to do that? Is everybody working remotely? And, and how do you continue to, to communicate while you're working remotely? Certainly. Well, um, the private sector, you know, they're a, a huge component of the partnership as far as investment and uh, the public sector is as well. And uh, I'm pleased to say, Bill, they, we, we did not see a, an issue with that being able to keep our team together. I think that it's in these moments that you need your economic development team working at uh, its full capacity and even beyond full capacity because you need to work through the challenges, but then also continue to cultivate the opportunities. Uh, so we were fortunate that as a company, uh, we were able to have everyone continue to work um, at the partnership. We did go remote. Um, I will tell you that as an extrovert, it was extremely hard uh, to work from my home. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm glad to be back in the office. Uh, right. We, we've gone through, uh, you know, moments where we've come back, not fully as a team, but maybe half of us. And, um, and we've had to retreat again when we've, you know, come in contact and gone through the testing, we're back. And so if anything, I think like all the companies in our community, we're learning how to to live in this environment. And, uh, but I would say we've got probably three quarters of our team back. Uh, we do still have some of our team that's working remote. Um, this is a, this is a business, if you will, that, that, that face-to-face conversation is an important one right. uh, with economic development. So uh, we just been taking the safety measures to get us back. And uh, you know, I've already, as things have continued to improve in the community, uh, really challenge our team to start figuring out how do you safely start getting some folks back together again, uh, maybe not in large groups, but in smaller groups. And maybe we're at the Textron Activity Center where you can seat 700 people and we've got 20 in there. Uh, right. But just getting people back together again, I think is, we, we, I think we all are wanting to move toward that. Take a look into uh, 2021. We're in February. You know, I should start to believe we're already, you know, halfway through the first quarter. Yes, sir. Um, what are you seeing for 2021? Obviously, it depends on the pandemic and, and loosening up of, of uh, restrictions. But what are you seeing for 2021 and the partnership and, and Wichita's economy? 
Yes, sir. Well, we're going to continue to push aggressively the, the work plans we have around the regional growth plan, talent, project downtown, project Wichita. You know, the plans, we're fortunate, Bill, that in 2018, working with the private sector and the public sector, we created some really dynamic uh, work plans. And they're dynamic in that they create, they create the overall strategies, but there's flexibility of how we execute. But there's still great guiding principles for us. So we're going to continue to move those forward. We are looking at them, though, through the lens of COVID. Um, one of the things that we're doing right now with the regional growth plan is that we're going back and, and looking at it through the lens of COVID to say, are there some things that we now need to take into consideration that would impact some of our thought process as we right. go forward? With uh, downtown, we're doing that as well with the residential market analysis, the commercial, um, hospitality, the convention working with Visit Wichita. A lot of that goes back, Bill, to the fact of, you know, the, the, the Riverfront Legacy Master Plan, it's still an important next step for our community. Right. It was paused back in March of last year. We know that has to move forward, though. So we're, we're looking at the analysis of the timing of when we can conduct that work so that, um, you know, I, I have found in my in my in my career that uh, the more uncertainty you can take out of the conversation, the more that you'll get engagement. And so right. we want to relook at that to say, OK, are there some dynamics there that we need to be mindful of? Uh, and then with workforce, uh, Anne-Marie on our team, you know, we're, we're looking to the workforce of the future, Bill, because we know, you know, pre-COVID, technology was already impacting the future of work, workforce and AI and how, how that was, that has been accelerated now uh, through COVID. So we actually are looking at what's happening in North America, but globally with that, so that, um, you know, working with people like Sherry Utash with WSU Tech and Dr. Muma with, with WSU and friends and Newman, um, that we're positioning Wichita for the future. And so those are things that we're looking at. The last piece I would mention is that uh, coming out of the COVID-19 task force, we, we developed an economic recovery document. Uh, in fact, we had a great conversation with Kurt one day, uh, I think it was back in April, May of last year, where we pulled together the Chamber, um, Workforce Alliance, uh, W, the city, the county, uh, ourselves, of course, in downtown. And we begin to identify, Bill, what are those projects that we would all say we will cast our priority on? And so we li literally listed a number of projects. Um, we've been able to communicate that with our local leadership, our state delegation, and our federal delegation. In fact, we were just on the phone um, within the last 10 days with the federal delegation, all of their staff, uh, to walk through that. Because importantly, we want to position Wichita for the future. Sometimes you don't know what those opportunities are going to be as far as funding. So, uh, but we've identified that collectively to say, this is our focus. Uh, so that as Senator Moran and, uh, you know, Senator Marshall and so forth are working and, and Congressman Estes, that they understand collectively what we have our sights on. Uh, and we've seen some, you know, positive movement there. So those are things going forward uh, in 2021. Um, we still believe that we've got the best community in the world uh, and we've got the great assets uh, and great talent. Uh, we just want to make sure we're hitting the needs, but then also looking to the forward to what the opportunities are. Work is still going on, even though uh, the pandemic forces us to make some changes and yes, forcing all of us to make changes. So. Uh, Jeff Fleur, President of the Greater Wichita Partnership, thanks very much for being with us today. 
appreciate it. And uh, we'll check back in uh, with you later on this year, see how things are going. I look forward to it, Bill. Thank you, sir. Thanks. We hope you're doing well. Wear a mask, keep your distance, avoid crowds, wash your hands, sacrifice now, and we can avoid more shutdowns. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 194. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. You know, creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.